Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. Hey mama, if you struggle with constant yelling and even screaming at your kids and you feel like that is the only way to get your kids to listen, this episode is for you. Welcome mama back to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I am so glad that you are here. And if you are coming back episode after episode, again, I'm so thankful for you. I've been praying over this episode because it's not an easy one. I feel like there's many layers to not screaming and yelling at your kids. And we'll talk about the difference between yelling and screaming because I believe there's a difference between the two. And before we get into it and I teach you this episode and the lessons and the steps, I wanted to invite you to a podcast meetup. So on May 12th, it's a Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. I'm inviting you, yes, you to come to a podcast meetup. It's just completely free. It is on Zoom and I'm going to be there with some other mamas that already signed up. We're just going to chat. I want to see your face. I want to get to know you. I know you're listening to me because you're listening right now, but I want to meet you to get to know you more about your family, about your kiddos. You can ask me questions. I will also ask you for some episode ideas and ways that I can serve you more. There's no selling on it on that meetup. It's just me connecting with you. So you have my personal invitation to join. The link is in the show notes. I cannot wait to connect with you. My friend, there is this verse in the Bible that is in Proverbs 22, 24, and it says, make no friendship with a man that is given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare, which is, which means a trap. And so I kind of made some notes here in my Bible and says, avoid people that have anger issues. So you don't learn their ways. And It is true because have you ever been around someone who's angry? It is contagious. I don't know if you notice, but your kids probably mimic your energy. So if you're angry and you're yelling, they will be yelling back at you. There's another verse in the Bible that says a soft answer turns away wrath. And I tell you, having a soft answer that is so much harder than it seems to and it's easy to say but in reality it is so hard when you are emotionally charged okay um that is written proverbs 
15.1. And today we'll be talking about how to stop yelling and screaming at your kids. So if you feel like your kids will remember you as an angry mom who yells and screams all the time, this is exactly the episode for you. So you will learn why are you yelling, what you can do proactively, what you can do in the heat of the moment, what you can do after you yelled, and how you can change patterns of yelling. This is what we will be talking about today. So take a seat, take some notes. Let's do this. So have you ever considered that you've given yourself an identity that you are just a mom who yells? I am a hot-tempered mom. This is just the way I am. Do you ever say to yourself, I'm just a yeller? Well, maybe you just gave yourself that identity and you attach that to yourself and you're just living that out because that's what you say you are. We're going to work on changing that part of you and changing that identity. Okay. So before we go in further, I want to tell you that there's a difference between yelling and screaming. Okay. So yelling is just like raising your voice and speaking quite loudly and you know just hey everybody get over here stop stop doing that you know and things like that and I'll tell you the truth I still do yell at my kids once in a while okay it's not my normal pattern I'm not a person who's always super gentle and sweet and mellow and calm all the time guess what if my kids are physically fighting with each other and hurting one another of course I yell to get them to stop I I don't know how you not yell yes I get in the middle between them and then I stop and I get in the middle (laughs) and then we go from there but yes I think it's completely unrealistic to never yell so but there's a difference between yelling and screaming screaming is literally screaming at the top of your lungs feeling completely out of control like you feel like not yourself. It is like scary anger. You are completely freaking out. Your throat hurts because you screamed that much. Maybe even your kids get scared of you because you're screaming, okay? That's a little bit different than yelling. There's a couple episodes ago that I did one five signs that you need help with your anger issues and one of them is feeling completely out of control and screaming to the point where your kids are scared of you and maybe you are scared of yourself, okay? Today, we'll be talking about yelling. Yelling is just raising your voice a lot, you know, and like not necessarily saying things that are hurtful and regretful. You're just always raising your voice and screaming at your kids because you feel like that's the only way to get your kids to listen is to constantly raise your voice and yell at them, okay? So, I don't think this is such a simple fix like many people say. So many um, parenting experts say, oh, we'll just create connection with your kids. So they listen and they will cooperate more. Yes, that's helpful. And that's part of the thing that I will teach you today. And there's so much more to that. It's like, yes, creating connection will create cooperation. But why are you yelling in the first place? Let's get there. Like, let's figure out the root of why you're yelling and then make a plan what we can do differently. Okay, first things first. My method, how I teach the mamas that I coach with is I always, always start out with proactive strategies. If you're just 
trying to manage your triggers in the heat of the moment and you're screaming and yelling in the heat of the moment, you will be kind of unsuccessful. Well, actually really unsuccessful because it's going to feel a thousand times harder to implement any of the strategies I teach you. Why? Because your thinking brain is completely shut off. You're running it empty. You're burned out. You have unmet needs. And so it is so important to set yourself up proactively. I will link some episodes that are related to this topic, proactive ways to support yourself to be more patient and calm with your kids. And they include things like self-care, making sure you eat and drink, making sure you get enough sleep, you get your alone time, you have white space in your days, in your week, you don't have a house that's full of clutter that is stressful and triggering, you reduce overstimulation, you ask for help, proactively have practices that calm your nervous system and increase your tolerance level, such as deep breathing, journaling, meditation, moving your body, praying, connecting with God. Those are some proactive strategies. So no, you don't have to do everything all at once, but you got to figure out what is truly helpful to you. And I'm not going to go into this episode talking much about this, but I need you to know that proactive stuff is extremely important and helpful. And if you don't implement that, all the tools I'm teaching you later on won't be as effective and they will feel a thousand times harder. That is the piece that I feel like is missing a lot in the parenting um, teaching that is out there right now that teaches you to have connection with your children and a good relationship with them. Yes, so true, so important. But if you are struggling you don't have the energy for any of that. It takes so much energy to emotionally regulate. If you're sleep deprived, if you're hungry, if you're running late, if you have no white space in your day, you're overscheduled, overbooked, overstimulated, house is a disaster. None of that is effective in the heat of the moment. And that is what I struggled with when I started implementing this new way of parenting, positive, connective parenting, because I struggled because I was running on empty. I was burned out. My needs were unmet. And when I started to take care of myself, I could actually implement these strategies. Okay. So moving on, why do we yell? Why do you yell? Okay. There's a few things. One of them is just a generational pattern. It was modeled to you. You think that is how you get your kids to listen. Because that is what your parents did. You grew up in a home where people yelled. And so that is what you think just needs to happen. You don't know another way to get your kids to listen. So the second one is fight, flight, or freeze. You are in fight, flight, or freeze mode, okay? You perceive something as a threat. Let's say you're running late. You make up a story in your mind that it's really bad to be late and what are people going to think about me and now I'm failing as a mom and that creates a perceived threat in your mind. It increases the trigger and you feel out of control and you yell, okay? So you feel out of control in the situation and the only way you feel to get control back is by yelling because you also don't have another way. You don't have a plan. You don't know what to do differently in the heat of the moment and it's your automatic ingrained pathway in your brain okay so there's in our brain we have pathways that are automatic reactions under stress so if you've always yelled when you're under stress that's an automatic reaction that just happens when you get overwhelmed and stressed out you don't have to think about it 
It's just a reaction. In order to do things differently, you need to create a new pathway in your brain, which requires 500 to 1,000 times of intentional, proactive uh, practices. That's what I learned in counseling in order to rewire your brain to respond differently under stress. Okay? So another reason why we yell is because we trained our kids to listen to us only when we yell. You feel you feel like that is the only way to get them to listen. And I get it. I totally get it because sometimes when I feel out of control with my kids and I'm exhausted, overwhelmed, overstimulated, stretched too thin, my husband's not home to help out, I feel out of control in the situation. It's evening, kids are not listening, the baby's screaming. I had a time like that recently. My husband's not home. The baby's screaming. The boys are not listening. I felt out of control. I yelled. I did yell. And then I had to repair that with my kids. But I felt like that was the only way I could get my kids to listen in the heat of the moment because my thinking brain was completely shut off. Okay. And we, if you've trained your kids to listen to you only when you yell, you feel like that is the only way you can parent them is by yelling. Okay, so I want you to remember, remember how it felt to be yelled at. So if you were a kid and you grew up in a home where you were yelled at a lot, how did that feel? Did you feel scared? Did you feel unsafe? Yelling, especially constant yelling and even screaming creates rupture in your relationship. It does not motivate you or help you do what the other person is asking you to do. Let's say if your spouse is a yeller and they yell at you, does that motivate you and want you to do what they want you to do? Not really. You automatically kind of put up a wall and resist and give attitude and you feel unsafe because yelling is unsafe to our nervous system. When, like when your parents yelled at you as a kid, that did not feel safe for your body. And so you put up this wall and it creates like this rupture between you and your parent. Very likely, if you had a parent that yelled a lot, you don't have a close relationship with them. And that's why it's important to address this issue. You can't just like, oh, I'm just a yeller. That's just who I am. You know, it's just what it is. Listen there's consequences of constantly yelling and it's not helpful for you or the kids. You got to find another way to deal with triggers and frustrations in life. And if you want your kids to not yell at you and each other, you first have to model that to them. You cannot expect your kids not to yell at you or others or each other siblings if you're the one who constantly yells at them. Okay, there's this phrase that I heard recently, two wrongs don't make a right. My husband says this to our kids often when one of them will get in conflict with the other and he's like, well, he started it and that's why I did this. And one of the things that when he talks to them about the situation, he says two wrongs don't make a right just because he did something wrong that doesn't give you permission to do something wrong and that doesn't cancel it out. Like that doesn't make the situation better. Here's my question to you. Have you ever yelled at your kids, telling them not to yell at you while you are yelling back at them? Have you ever done that? I have, and it does not feel good. 
Because then they yell back at you. Well, you're yelling at me. You're telling me to stop yelling, but you're yelling at me. And if you haven't had that with your kids, just wait until they get a little bit older. (laughs) So here are some mindset shifts that we need to do if we want to stop yelling at our kids. Okay. So first of all, if we want to model Christ to our children, we need to first connect with Christ. Okay. One of the proactive strategies that I teach my clients and my mamas that I work with is that you need to create daily alone time to connect with God. If you want to model Christ's patience and love and empathy to your children, you got to connect with the source. Okay. That is extremely, extremely important. I'm not saying half an hour, an hour every single day, but you do need to connect with God on a regular basis because who we spend most time with is who we become like. So if we want to become like Christ, we need to spend time with him on a regular basis. Okay. Another mindset shift is that I need you to understand that you don't need to yell in order to be heard. Yelling really solves nothing. Yes, temporary, you can get your kids to do what you want them to do in the heat of the moment. Yes, I get it. I've done that. And in the long run, is it actually getting your kids to cooperate because they want to, or are they just doing it out of fear? And in the long run, is it helping your relationship with them or destroying the relationship with them? Okay, another mindset shift is that unrealistic expectations of our kids. Okay, because sometimes we get triggered and mad because we have unrealistic expectations of our kids. Are they literally just being kids? Are they just being kids and they're immature? Because kids are immature. Okay, and if our expectation is for them to be always mature, that's unrealistic and that's going to trigger you and get you to yell and to get you to lose control because you are expecting something that's completely unrealistic. Okay. So like, for example, something else that I learned about our brain that was really, really helpful for me is that this is one that you're going to relate to with a lot that many parents yell when this happens is your kids are watching TV or they're on the tablet or whatever, and you're telling them to turn it off. And they don't. And they continue to watch. Is that triggering for you? It definitely used to be super triggering for me. But I shifted my mindset about it because I learned what happens in the brain when we are watching something. So our brain likes to have closure. For example, if you are watching a five-minute video and halfway through your husband's like, Hey, stop. Come over here. I want you to help me with the dishes. What do you want to do? You want to finish the video. Why? Because your brain wants closure in whatever you're watching. It is really hard to stop midway and just turn it off. Like your brain wants to finish it. And same thing for your kids. If they're watching something, they're playing a game, like your, their brain wants closure. Like let them finish that round. Let them you know, finish until they lose. Let them finish the video until the commercial or whatever it is. Because when they do so, they're a lot less likely to whine and complain about it and more likely to cooperate with you. So if your unrealistic expectation is that they need to turn it off immediately when you said, 
that's going to trigger you and that's going to get you to yell at them. So shifting your perspective and mindset on certain things, it's like, well, how would I want to be treated in that situation? Yes, I know they're kids and they need to listen and obey definitely for sure. And sometimes we have to turn it off when we have to turn it off. But for the most part, are you able to let them finish the video if there's three minutes left and say, hey, turn it off when the video is done. Are we clear? Yes, mom, you know, and then turn it off. Okay. So this is a whole other topic that like is very different, but let's come back to yelling. Okay. Sometimes our kids, we have an unrealistic expectation, like we expect them to be focused and they're just distracted or are they purposely trying to disobey you or they literally just got distracted let's say you told them to go clean their room and they just got distracted with other things with the toys and they started playing it's not because they're purposely trying to disobey you they're just distracted with toys because it's fun okay so with our kids repetition is required because the bible tells us that we are training them we are their coaches we are encouraging uplifting mentoring them a mentor does repeat things over and over again so does a coach it is really really hard for our brain to remember things if we've been only told once especially kids your job is to train them which means you do have to repeat yourself now here's something that you can do instead in the heat of the moment when you feel triggered when you feel like yelling Okay, if it's completely possible, I know it's not possible every time, but if you are starting to feel that your voice is raising, you're getting super frustrated, super agitated, it's coming out in your tone. If at all possible, take a time out, literally take a break, go to your room, take some deep breaths, go to the bathroom, do what you need to do, splash some water in your face, shake your hands, shake your legs, like jump up and down, do some push-ups on the wall or in the counter, do what you need to do to calm down and to regulate your nervous system. Okay. Then this is what you can do instead. You can make a plan what you will do differently. So I call it a when then statement. I got it from Rachel Bailey. I had her on my podcast episode, uh, I had her on my podcast before and we talked about kids with big emotions, but she teaches this method when then statement and having a proactive plan, what you will do next time when you experience that trigger. Okay. I do teach this in my one-on-one support and my method, like we, I help you create a when then statement. So when I feel blank, then I will blank. When I feel triggered and frustrated with my kids, when we are running late, then I will blank. Like, what are you going to do differently than instead of yelling at them and screaming at them? Okay. So having a proactive plan is going to be super, super helpful for you when you're feeling triggered. Okay. Another one is that a lot of coaches and parenting experts that teach connective parenting, this is the thing that they focus on a lot is creating connection with your kids. Okay. So coming up next to them, instead of yelling at them across the house, yes, this will make more effort on your end. It will increase energy out of you. That's why you have to support yourself proactively because otherwise you're not going to have this energy, but you come up to them, you put your hand on their shoulder, you have them look into your eyes and say, Hey buddy, I need you to do this right now. Okay. Let's right now it's time to turn off the TV 
and I need you to help me unload the groceries or load the dishwasher or whatever. And I I don't want to get into all the parenting things, but creating a connection with your child, looking into their eyes, um, creating a physical connection with them, using empathy. Like, I know you really don't feel like doing that and it still needs to get done. Nothing else is going to get done until you do your chore. You know, having a proper way to respond, having a plan, how you will respond differently and expecting for them resistance, expecting for them to complain because that's normal. Kids do that. What if somebody told you all the time, all the things to do, like you would probably have some resistance. That's normal to not want to cooperate sometimes. And I tell you, I do tell them, you know, I really get it. I know sometimes I really don't feel like doing things when they have to get done. I feel you. Okay. I'll just wait whenever you're ready. It still needs to get done. Again, all of this is so much easier if you're not run down, overwhelmed, burned out, running and empty, rushing all the time from activity to activity. That's why I teach you all the proactive strategies because all of this will be so much harder. I really, really want to get that down into your brain. (sighs) A lot, right? A lot to process. What about when we do yell? What if you did yell at your kids and maybe even screamed at them? My youngest son, he is almost six. He really does not like when I yell. I still have about like once a month an episode where I yell and sometimes scream. It's rare, but it almost always lines up with my PMS week. But he really, really does not like when I yell and he just... To him, it's really scary. He will literally just run away and hide under his blanket or in the closet and cry because he does not like when I yell because it creates rupture. It's scary for him. So when I do yell, what is a good way to handle it? Like, I want you to reflect. I want you to reflect. And the best way that I do that is I journal and ask yourself, why did I yell? Is it because I didn't feel heard by my kids? Because I was never heard as a child. My needs were ignored. You know, is that why I yelled? Is it because I felt out of control? Is it because I was so stressed out and overwhelmed and maybe overstimulated? Is it because I was hormonal and it's that time of the month? Is it because I felt unsupported because I didn't have any help and it was just me with four or five kids? Is it because we were rushing and I just felt everything just felt super chaotic? Like what was the root of why you yelled? It's not your kids. Yes, it's really nice when they cooperate and listen to you and it makes life easier, hands down, a hundred percent, but it's not about your kids. Why did you yell? It's not about them, it's about you because you are the one that's responsible for your actions and your behavior, not your kids. No one can technically make you do anything. You are responsible for your actions and behaviors. Yes, there's things that contribute to it and still you are responsible for yourself. So why did you yell? This would be a good time also to reflect and to um, pray about it. 
Ask God for forgiveness for screaming and yelling at your kids. Ask God for strength to do things differently. But in order to do things differently, you first need to reflect on what went wrong and what you can do differently next time. So look at your list and why did you overreact? Why did you scream? Why did you yell? And figure out what you mean to say before you say something mean. So this is a, this is a quote by Wendy Speak from the, uh, from the book Triggers. By the way, I had an interview with her already and I will be airing that episode sometime in the summertime. And she co-authored a book Triggers with Amber Leah and they are experts um, on... <laughs> parenting in the sense of like triggers and yelling and screaming and feeling frustrated all the time they have a really great resource and it's all faith-based which is super super cool i actually even thinking of doing like a book club going through their book i don't know would you be interested if if yes reach out to me i think it'd be really cool because their chapters are not that long and it's like something we can just work through together and implement besides the point it is really important to make a plan what you're going to do differently next time. Figure out what you're going to say differently. How are you going to respond differently next time? Because if you don't have a plan, you're going to go back to your old automatic ways of reacting, those ingrained patterns in your brain. Because in the heat of the moment, your brain goes back to what's familiar. Why? Because the thinking brain gets shut off when you're triggered, when you're overwhelmed, when you are stressed out. Okay, so... And then the next step is to ask for forgiveness. I have a really hard time apologizing to my kids in the heat of the moment. Why? Because I only see how they're at fault and I'm the one who's correct and I justify my actions. And that is because your thinking brain is shut off in the heat of the moment. In, in order for me to really see what I did was wrong, I have to reflect. And oftentimes it's several hours later, or maybe even the next day, I take ownership and I apologize. And I say, depending on the situation, obviously, sometimes it's right away. I ask for forgiveness and I say, I yelled at you. I know that was probably really scary and that was not okay for me to yell. I felt out of control. I felt anxious and scared that we would be late to school. And I'm so sorry I did that. Next time, I will make sure to set an alarm so we can get out the door sooner so we will not be rushing like we did today. So like making a plan, what are you going to do differently next time? Because if you just say, I'm sorry, and repeat the same thing again and again, what's the point? I just had a call with a mom that was speaking to me recently. And she's like, my daughter doesn't care for me to apologize because she says that what's the point of saying sorry if you're going to yell at me again? Well, I want you to think about that. If you say sorry and you constantly keep repeating the patterns again, well, what are you going to do different? You need to do something different in order to have some different positive changes in your life. My friend, if this is something that you're struggling with and if this is a pattern and it feels completely out of control, I want you to know that there is hope for you. There is hope. By the way, I can help you. If you're ready to make some changes and stop the anger outbursts and constant yelling and even screaming, book a clarity call with me in the link below and we can see if my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is the right fit for you. The link is in the show notes. 
I want you to be the best mom that you can be for your kids and your kids to remember you as a peaceful and calm presence in your home instead of an angry, triggered mom. It is completely possible to leave a positive emotional legacy for my for your kiddos. So friend, if this is you, please reach out for help. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation coming from me. I just want to help you and support you because I want to promise you there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You are not stuck. You're not doomed to be an angry, triggered mom all the time. Okay, I just want to circle back and tell you again that we're hosting. I'm hosting a meetup on May 12th and I would love to see you there 8 p.m eastern time ask your husband to put the kids to bed this is you and me hanging out with other moms that are podcast listeners I would be so delighted to meet you and see your face and you can ask me questions this is going to be so fun you don't want to miss out my friend the link is in the show notes to sign up I hope this episode was helpful for you and if it was Would you do me a favor? Like, it will cost you absolutely nothing. Would you share this episode with a friend? If you can think of one friend right now, maybe more, that would be even better, one mama that you know in your circle that is maybe struggling in this area, would you please share this episode with her? I know there's so much shame and guilt when it comes to yelling and screaming and anger, and it's a very uncomfortable topic. Maybe just share the podcast with her, not specific episode, but just the podcast. And maybe she'll click on this episode herself. But I want you to know that that is the best way, literally the best way you can support me is to spread the word and to share my episode with somebody in your circle that you know could benefit. My friend, thank you so much for being here. And before you go, I want to say a prayer over you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for my friend that was listening to this episode. I know that you did not bring her here by chance. She came here for a reason. She listened to this episode more than likely because she is struggling in this area. I pray, Lord, that you support her. Help her see the triggers that she is experiencing on a daily basis and the changes that she can make. And if she needs to seek support, help her not feel that shame and guilt over reaching out for help. Help her get the support that she needs so she can leave that positive legacy in her family with your help and the support of someone that can guide her along the way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My friend, until next time, I'll see you in the next episode. Hi friend, did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.